This is the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC. Welcome to another Ali La Rouge. I'm joined by regular guest John Nicholson. Uh, the other lads have had a, um, they're having a summer layoff at the moment. And also joined by Spirit of Shanky Chair Joe Blot and journalist Steph Jones. So there's been a couple of weeks since the end of the season and um, Jordan Henderson's been making all the back pages this week for various reasons. But it's been 10 years since he arrived from Sunderland. He was bought for 16 million in June 2011. And uh, Paul Ghost wrote in the Echo this week that he, was, he should be regarded as one of the greatest club captains we've ever had. Um, so, John, would you put him up there with one of the greatest club captains Liverpool have had? I would now, yeah. Uh, I think he's been brilliant. I must admit, when he first came, I wasn't sure whether he was just a good average player, if you like, who needed to play out of his skin in every game, you know, um, because he wasn't quite quite there. But but maybe, maybe, because I did think this at the time, maybe he lived in Steven Gerrard's shadow a little bit. You know, initially, yeah, yeah. like a lot of players did, by the way, you know, mm. would often give the ball to Gerrard. Well, you get us out of jail because you because you can. Um, but but as he's co- come on in his own right, Jordan Henderson, I, th- I think he's been brilliant. Yeah, and and we yeah. really miss him. Going back to when we missed out on the league that year, if yeah. he'd have been in the team, because I think he got he got the um, the ban, didn't he? After at the end of the Man City game, I think. Um, yeah. When he got, did he get sent off or? Yeah, he got sent off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So not, not, I can't remember the straight red or two yellows or whatever. But he, he then missed some games, didn't he? And I think if we'd have had him, it might have made a difference. We might yeah, have won yeah. the league then, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I think as a captain, he's been brilliant. And seemingly, I don't, I don't know him personally. Never met him, but seemingly as a person, and what I see of him, uh, he looks, he looks a brilliant individual as well. Yeah, yeah. Steph, off the pitch. Steph, would you put him up there? I mean, we're talking now of um, we're talking about the you know the classic captains who've raised the European Cup, Emily News, um, Bill Thompson, Graham Sooners, and Stephen Gerrard. He's obviously raised the European Cup. Is he is he in that bracket? I think he is, um, mainly because of the time scale. I mean, Gerard, obviously, when we won in um, in 2005 in Istanbul, it was, you know, it was like incredible out of the blue. And, um, you, you know, we didn't have to, we, we, were, we were unable to push on from that. But like with the others, with Thompson, Suness, Emily News, we were a great team that just kind of was moving from one season to the next. Whereas he came, you know, it's been 10 years now and he's, certainly I would say for the last five, has been instrumental in how we've progressed. And so I think for him to do that within, you know, in the two years, I think, yeah, he has to be considered that because he, as John says, followed on from Gerard, which can't have been easy for him. And he's overcome all the criticism that he's had, just got on with it. And, um, you know, to be now at the level he is, where he's considered, you, you know, really what he won't play with the year. Yeah. Last year. Yeah, he can't be up there because of the timing and the circumstances. Yeah. Well, he's played uh, 390 games. 
He lifted the League Cup in 2012, the Champions League 2019, European Super Cup 2019, FIFA Club World Championship 2019, and 2020 was the Football Writers Football of the Year. And obviously in that same season, he lifted the Premier League. So, Joe, would you say that... um, Would you disagree with Roy Keane that he's just in the England set up to play cards and do the quizzes? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely would. I would disagree with him on that. Um, I think he's been a fantastic leader more than anything else. I think I think what he's shown is the difference between being a club captain and, and actually being a leader on and off the pitch. Um, some of the stuff that Steph and John said, you know, just highlight that. Um, I, I, I remember all the tweets and everything else before before we got to the first final in Kiev and, this, and there was all sorts of nonsense going on that if, if Henderson lifts the the trophy, then he's the worst Liverpool captain ever to do it. It's ridiculous. Um, I think what Steph said is absolutely vitally important. He's actually striven to get to that point. Um, John said he's, you know, he was kind of a, a good player that perhaps needed to prove himself, and that's, that's what he's done. Um, he stuck with it. I mean, you think we're going to swap him from Clint, for Clint Dempsey um, at one point, you know, what on <laughs> earth are we thinking? Um, yeah. It's just ridiculous to think that. You know, I think, I, I know when I was in work, you can spot the difference between a manager and a leader. And I think you can spot the difference between a captain and a leader. Um, I think he's that. You know, the, the club captain's very much just the focal point. You know, Harry Kane is a, is a club captain, but I can't see him leading on and off the pitch the way Henderson does. Yeah. And that marks, marks him out for me. Yeah. I think if you look at the, if you look at the, um, the great captains we've had, Ron Yeats, uh, Ellen Hughes, Phil Thompson, Sooners, and Gerard. He's right up there in terms of his win percentage rate. Zoe Sooners has got a better win percentage rate than uh, than Jordan Henderson. Now, obviously, you can't. It doesn't always follow that because Gerard was playing in a poor team, so his win rates like fifty two percent, whereas Henderson's more or less fifty eight percent. Zoe Sooners on fifty nine percent, which is better. He was there during that period of total domination, wasn't he? But if you look at Emlyn News, even 53%. So it just shows you, you know, when people when people don't look at the stats, you know, they think, oh, it's going on the period from when he first joined in 2011, maybe. I think a lot of people formed their opinions then and they weren't willing to change them. Uh, I remember doing a straw poll outside the COP in about 2013 14. And there's about four or five people with me, and every one of them said sell it. Every one of them. You know, I won't name names, but some of them do come on the podcast now and again. But um, and I think it was during that period that, you know, he was, um, you know, people were thinking, you know, and I think John's, I think John's right. I think he was getting, he was getting compared to Alonso. He was getting compared to Stephen Gerrard. And that's not fair, really, because he's got other attributes. I think, He's the type of player that uh, people would love to play with. He's a team player. A bit like Ginny Wijnaldum, who um, has just uh, signed for PSG, you know, and, and doubled his wages. But uh, a bit like Ginny, you know, people oh, don't see what he does, don't see what he does. And then, you know, he's lift, he's lifting uh, European Cups and Premier League, and that's what he does, you know. And I think, yeah, the other thing about Henderson, uh, as Joe was saying, about his leadership, now, he's come up with a very strong statement this week. As me, Steph, about um, the players, the England players taking the knee. Um, 
I mean, obviously he's been asked and he's been doing a lot of promotion. And there's a brilliant video uh, on LFC um, um, Twitter and all their channels. Jordan Henderson, ten years, and it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, done by the uh, people at LFC TV. But he's obviously been asked that because he's been promoting the fact that he's, you know, he's been at the club ten years. But I thought it was a fair, you know, a really intelligent statement he came out with. Steph, on the taking, on the on the taking of the knee. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, it is, and I think, um, well, hopefully, it will kind of make some people stop and think a little bit. Um, it obviously kind of matters to him in the same way his support of. Um, the food banks and you know you hear he does a ton of stuff doesn't he with, that people don't even know about and that um, and it obviously means a lot to him and I think this it's I mean I was chuffed that he came out and said it um, and hopefully as I say it might make some people stop and think a bit but he's he's showing he's like kind of rising what's the right word for it it's something he obviously believes in and he's not afraid to get up there and say it. Yeah. Um, hopefully he will have a lot of sway in that he's done that. And I think he was right to say it because it's something which does need to stay top of the agenda. Um, yeah. You know, we, it can't just be, it shouldn't just be forgotten um, or indeed, you know, kind of not mm. done or like kind of it gets to, you know, like more people do it so then what we don't have it. So yeah. um, I was really chuffed with yeah. what, he, what he said. Yeah, Joe, he actually said um, the players, these are the, talking about the England players now, have uh, discussed the issue at length over the last few days, including how to deal with it in the media. Uh, while we all put up, we're all put up for the media squad on, on Wednesday to talk about it, we're willing to acknowledge the issue. And the stance was very much that this will be the last thing we say about it, but we're going to continue to do it. Regardless, so they post in the immediate sense they, they don't want it to be the issue over the Euros, but so they're saying they made a you know they made a stance on it, but that's the end of it. They're not going to speak about it in the media again. Uh, and he said the players have all had to say, and they all feel the same. So I mean that's that's unequivocal, really, isn't it? Yeah, powerful, isn't it? I I, I think there's there's a few comments around that in terms of. For, for, for them to sort of nail it like that and said, end of story, that's it, we're going to do it. Uh, no more debate. Um, it shows the values and beliefs that he has uh, in taking that. Massive put the other players with him as well, but he's he's led that. Um, again, interesting for me that it was him very much leading that line um, as opposed to to other other people in the team. Um, I, I think I think I've I've seen as well that he. He researched a lot about it as well, um, yeah. so it wasn't it wasn't just a belief in him. He actually wanted to, to to get all the facts as well, and I think that's a measure of, of what he's done. Um, but I think also as well, let's be honest, like we we're just saying about you know in the early days of of, of his Liverpool career, uh, Liverpool fans were convinced by him. I get the impression that England fans aren't convinced by him. Yeah, um, definitely, so, definitely. Um, so so for him to you know. He could easily just hide and shy, couldn't he, and just say, well, you know, yeah. I'll say nothing and I won't get any stick. And his head above the parapet again. Yeah, and, and it was significant. And, and beliefs. Sorry, mate. And it's significant that um, he was the one who did the, did the um, captain's WhatsApp group, wasn't it, for, from the Premier League, 
when the COVID response, you know, and the uh, they raised money for the NHS. Uh, so he was, you know, he he was he was great on that. I mean, and, you know, it, these things come to light. I don't think the players particularly wanted that to come to light, but it must have just been mentioned, so they have to talk about it. But you know, so on that in the food banks on the NHS during the um, pandemic uh, and on um, taking the knee, he's fairly consistent. And John, is that something you? you like to see in a Liverpool captain or would you prefer him just to concentrate on the football? No, no, I think I think it's it's great of him, you know. Um, um, as you mentioned, the pandemic there, he, he, he came out, sort of came out of the blue when he organised that with all the other Premier League players, you know, when the government were looking for someone to take the heat off them, like, and, you know, take people's minds off who, who was responsible for not doing things. Uh, let's blame them footballers. And, you know, he came out and organised all, all the all the other ones. Um, so I thought that was great. And and yeah, what he's had to do this week with the taking a knee. I mean, he, he shouldn't. They shouldn't have to explain it. You know, um, in in a way, it's excusing those fans for doing what what they're doing. You know, it's it's them who should be explaining why they can't respect something that people want to do. Yeah. You know. Um. But yeah, he, he's come out and done it. And and, and yeah, I, I think I think it's great of him. What did, the te- what did the teachers used to say in Liverpool? Empty vessels make the most noise. Usually the naughty boys yeah. at the back of the class. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, he, you know, he's been consistent, hasn't he? And I think he's showing that leadership and he shows that on the pitch. And I think it was a massive loss, wasn't it, when, when he got injured uh, earlier on in the season and they had the operation and that, you know. But do you, do you expect him to... To start for England, John, do you think? I don't think he, I think he'd be on the bench on uh, Sunday morning. Yeah, I, I, I think they would like to start him. Daily, they, they would love to, to play him, I think. But that sort of match fitness, if you like, that he just hasn't had since, I don't know, was it January or something? That he, I think it was February, wasn't it? He hasn't got that match fitness that takes time to, to build up. And whether there's time in this tournament to for him to do that, I, I don't know. So, if he's not playing, it'll purely be because of that sharpness, I think. Because yeah. I think they'd love yeah. to play him. Yeah. You know, so probably in hindsight, he... Gareth Southgate would be thinking, I, I think he should be my captain, really. Yeah, yeah. This is made a few years ago to go with Harry Kane, like. Yeah. Uh, who, who, as Joe said before, I don't see Harry Kane as a captain. You know, I don't see him as a, as no. a leader on the field, you know. Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. Anyway, the Euros kick off on um, Friday night with Italy versus Turkey, and it's a familiar stadium for all Liverpoolians, the Stadio Olimpico in Rome. Uh, so, you're looking forward to the tournament, Steph, uh, or you're just praying that Liverpool players don't get injured? Well, obviously, the latter. Um... <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I am, although it seems, even though like it's a year late, it seems to have come up pretty quickly, I think, because the season's just done um, or just finished. It seems quite quick. But, yeah, I do, um, yeah, I am looking forward to it. I mean, it'll be strange, yeah. obviously, because of um, crowds and things, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Who, who, are you, uh, who, who do you think, who are your favourites then, Steph? Are you just... Um, I guess I suppose France. Yeah. Um, 
It's really, it's hard to see past them, really. Um, I mean, I always kind of fancy Italy myself. Italy's always a favourite. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't really know because I haven't, you know, kind of. You, you don't really care. I, I, saw a bit of... <laughs> I do care. I do yeah. care. Well, I think. But, um, Joe, I think it's Portugal. As well. Yeah, Joe, I think it's fair to say that you know, um, you know, there's several Liverpool players in the tournament. Um, obviously, a massive disappointment for Trent, but I think I think the majority of Liverpool fans were thinking. You know, give him a rest. You know, he went through all that trauma of whether he was going or wasn't he. You know, and then he played out of his skin after he was uh, dropped for England. So I think everyone be thinking, you know, it gives him a chance to come back refreshed for next season. But the other players, obviously Andy Robson might be, but we'll be watching Scotland more because Andy Robson's the captain. Um, also Spain because Thiago is vice captain. It looks like Busquets has got COVID, so. Maybe he'll be the captain as well. I mean, we've got a team full of captains, haven't we, Liverpool? <laughs> then you've got uh, Portugal, uh, Yossa. I mean, everyone will, be looking, everyone will be wanting to do it on the European stage, won't they? Then um, I think it's uh, Wales play Switzerland, don't they? So we've got Nico Williams, possibly Harry Wilson and Shaqiri. So there is a bit of interest for Liverpool fans there, isn't there? I mean, obviously, I don't think there'll be any Liverpool f- players starting for um, for England on Sunday but I mean uh, Joe do you th- will you be looking to those other matches and getting behind the likes of Wales and Scotland um, I haven't got my wall chart up yet so I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure what, what, what they're doing um, yeah, well it, on, it's yeah, um, Scotland versus the Czech Republic on Monday and then yeah. on Monday as well it's Spain versus Sweden with Thiago possibly captain I just want to see Thiago play again. Yeah, well, exactly, and I think that's that's where my interest is always starts off, particularly in the group games. Is 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 worth a Liverpool player playing that, that that we can get involved in and, and engage with and, and watch them and enjoy them. Again. I think you're right. Thiago's form towards the end of the season was unbelievable. Um, so so to see him again would be fantastic. Um, I think also as well, like Steph has got a soft spot for Italy. I've got a soft spot for Spain. Um, so I, I know I'd, I'd like to see them um, compete until the end, but I think they're going through a bit of transition at the moment from from what I've read. Um, France, yeah, the same. Um, but yeah, you're always looking for the for the for the Liverpool players, but you just want them to do well. Um, and and it's a shame, isn't it? Because you you just read out that the players who got there, and there's a couple of players who who should be there, uh, but again can't be because of injury. Uh, so I think like Van Dijk would have been there, Gomez maybe in, in the in the England squad as well, and say probably been playing. Um, um, even Chamberlain might have might have sneaked in there for for for, for part of it as well. If, if his form had, had improved, but I think that's the worry, isn't it? That those injuries, and I think as Steph said, and you you just said, if if Trent gets this good time now to to heal uh, his injuries, then you want the same really in terms of Van Dijk and Gomez, because um, you want them playing out the. Uh, the starting traps in in August because you know the, as soon as this tournament finishes, um, I think the Copa America starts. Is it part way through? That's are they still having that. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, we're going to talk you know, about that yeah. later. Yeah, you know the, the the players are just literally going to be maybe have two weeks off and then 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 they're yeah. back out again. Are they? So I think the more yeah. rest we can have from a Liverpool perspective, 
yeah. I'm grateful for. Although I don't want to, yeah. I don't want not to get the cats, but at the same time, you know, me, me, me heart's with Liverpool more than uh, more than the international scene. Yeah, John, I'm not sure whether you drive or not. Will you? Will you have the St George of England flag on your car? If you have got a car, oh, or even put the match to it. <laughs> no, you can't I'll say be, that. Uh, I'll, I'll be rooting for Scotland myself. Oh, yeah, because you've got you Scottish know, descent. Um, my dad yeah. Scottish, like, so uh, yeah. yeah, I've got no desire for England whatsoever, I'm afraid. All right, so um, even even when Scot England plays Scotland in a couple of weeks, oh, yeah, it's I'll a week on Friday, and I think. Yeah, I'll be, Friday, Scotland, yeah. I'll be wanting Scotland to beat them in that one, I'm afraid. You'll be watching the telly and you're killed. For all you Englishers, okay. I won't go that far, but I'll certainly be hoping Scotland beat them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's... I think... I think generally, you know, I think that's what a lot of Liverpool fans think that, you know, it's the, you know, that they want the players to do well, but they don't want them to get injured. So really, the thing would be, let's get them over as quick as possible, isn't it, really? You know, but... Well, we've, think... we've lost enough players on international duty for injuries recently, haven't we? Yeah. Last yeah. year or two, like, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, you really hope that none of the players come back um, with another injury that keeps them out yeah. for a while. Yeah. So, um, Joe, you mentioned the um, Copa America. Well, that's been moved from Argentina to Brazil because of COVID. And it actually does start on Sunday. Yeah. And there was talk of a, a player's revolt, a Brazilian player's revolt, but that's not materialised. So they're, they're going to play on Sunday. So we'll have um, Alisson, Firmino and Fabinho all likely to feature uh, and I think they're playing Venezuela the first game, uh, and it's in Brazil. And you know, there's, I think their um, their presence said there's there's no problem. He's he's always been a bit of a COVID denier anyway, and they've mm. had a terrible death rate. You know, one of the worst in the world. I think in the region of like half a million people have died in Brazil. But so that's why the players were concerned. I don't think, and I, I just thought, I think probably someone said to them, look. You, You've got to represent your country here. Be, uh, have you have you been following it at all, Joe? Or... No, I, to be honest, that's why I thought it was an announcement. I knew I knew they'd been I knew it'd be moved, and then, and then clearly the, the, the players hadn't been happy about the move because of those circumstances. And you can't underestimate that they've still got their families to sort out. Certainly, they they'll have seen all those, those issues. And you know, do they, do they really have to put themselves at risk for at, the, at this moment yeah. in time? It just seems. Just seems unreal, really, and, and it's a bit like the yeah. Euros now, isn't it? You know, they're playing all over the place. Um, yeah, I can't keep track of that. No, but everywhere, no, they're, 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 so they're yeah, starting off in Rome. England, England, are presumably playing at Wembley, are they? I believe the first two games, I think, aren't they? Yeah, think, yeah. we'd have to get the Euro chart up to see where the actual venues are. But they, I think they're all around Europe, aren't they? But does it, I think is there eleven venues? Yeah, I think it's something like eleven venues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the, isn't the final at Wembley? Is that right? Or? Semis and the final at Wembley. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, England have got a bit of a chance, haven't they? Because you know, basically, it's a it's a home tournament for them, isn't it? Really, Steph, do you think they've got any chance? No. No. Not okay. <laughs> John, do you think Scotland have got any chance? Um, no, Scotland, no, no, probably not. Um, no, but, but you, want, you, want a, you want a glorious 
a glorious defeat to you or something? Uh, I, I think Scotland might be the team that knock England out, actually, because um, that, yeah, be... they, they might they might beat England. Yeah. Joe, who are you, who are you looking forward to in terms of who do you think? I mean, obviously, France are the favourites, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But um, any dark yeah. horses? Port, Portugal. Port, you can never write Portugal off, I don't think. I mean, they know they know how to play tournament football, don't they? As well, uh, you know, they, they they can get through. They don't have they they don't start fighting until the latter stages. Then they're, they're experts at that. Um, but as, there seems to be a lot of teams in transition, don't they? You know, Germany, Spain, um, Italy, um, even England. Um, you know, England got a smattering of really good, talented young players coming through, but they haven't got. I don't think the the kind of level of experience of the tournament um, to, to be really standing out amongst it. So, yeah, I, 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 I can understand why France are favourites. I think they've been there, done that, and I think their their squad is is probably the best that there is um, around. And it, I think Holland have been lessened by, obviously, Virgil's not playing and Belgium yeah. by, um, yeah. by Origi not playing. Allez Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. Will you be looking at Genie's performances? Because obviously, as we said then, he's just signed for a PSG. Probably, rumour is he's doubled his wages that he's on at Liverpool. And I think that's what it was down to, wasn't it? I think he wanted um, he, he wanted parity with some of the players like Keiter and Henderson. And if you look at the, the value he was to Liverpool, there's no reason why he shouldn't have had parity, really. But obviously, Liverpool must have... They must have players lined up. I mean, Michael Edwards, will he be scouring the um, the Euros? Or do you think they'll have already got the, um, the targets lined up? John? I think um, they would know who, if anyone, they they would like to sign. You know, they've known about the Wijnaldum situation for quite a while. Yeah. Um, we struggled a lot last season with injuries. And form in, in midfield, and and when we ended up going back to um, the fringe players, if you like, um, uh, Oxlade and uh, Shakiri, Moravia. Yeah. This season, particularly in those games, and after when we were struggling, we were never able to bring players on that sort of changed it for us and give us something different. You know, um, so so we do need to have. Something different, something better. I think, and from you know, from the midfield, whether Cater's gonna become that player that we all hoped he would, who yeah. knows, with his injury record and what have you. But, but in answer to your question, I think they must, they must have someone in mind who they would like to sign. But yeah, you know how Liverpool work; they'll only ever sign them. Yeah, they'll only announce it, you know, financially yeah. and contract them. I mean, obviously, um, yeah. Kanate's been bought. That mean it looks like Quebec won't get the contract. I think that's been a bit harsh on Quebec, or do you um, think? Well, may, maybe, maybe not. Maybe yes. I know one. We, we, you know, we've all made the assumption that Van Dijk's back in August and and um, Gomez is back in August, but we don't know whether that's true or not. For all yeah, that we yeah. know, they're, they're actually out for another three months into next season. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, only the club know that, so maybe that's part of the thinking why um, Canati came on board. I, I don't know. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You hope that 
all them players will be available and and um you know Klopp's got to make the choice of who he plays and when um you hope it's nothing to do with anything more sinister than um we know at the minute yeah yeah joe um transfer speculation today was about liverpool were interested in has been for the last few days um Fabio Vieira from Porto, who won the under-21 player of the championship uh, recently. So I'm sure you've been scouring YouTube videos, haven't you, to see what he's like. But he looked, oh, every, yeah. I, I, as everyone says, YouTube videos can make, you know, they can probably make us fall up unbeatable, couldn't they, you know? Well, maybe not. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But you know he looks absolutely uh, quality, doesn't he? His left foot in the in the YouTube videos I've seen of him, young player. He just fit. He, it, that exactly fits the uh, profile that FSG would be looking for. He does, yeah. I mean, yeah, I did. I did take the chance to look at him. Um, to be honest, I, I, I think he does fit that mould. I think he he seems to play behind the, the front three, but he's got he's got a pass in him. Um, He's able to collect, he can collect the ball in his own half and he's, he's got not only the pass, but also he's got technical dribbling skills as well. Um, for 21, I think you're right, he, he does fit their sort of mould. Um, and it's good as well, isn't it? Because um, you know, that's a tournament out the way. We've, we've all been bitten before, haven't we, by, by tournaments being the shop windows for, for quarter-time yeah. players. Yeah. Um, and we, we don't want that. As John said, we, we hope that we've, we've already got and boxed off. It's just it's waiting for the uh, the dotted lines to, to be signed. Really, um, well, I, th- I think it's important that we do get someone like that because it, you know we rely too much on the front three. Um, and and Jota, and of course, once he got injured, we had nothing to nothing to come on um, to like that spark. Really, I think uh, I think the staff who said you know Arigi Shakiri, uh, sorry Arigi Shakiri, uh, Oxlade. They didn't. They didn't have that. There's no, there, was, mm. there was no sort of like vump about them. I mean, he sort of relied mm. on Curtis Jones to do that. And that's not really his game, but he he, he yeah. took on the challenge and did it. Um, but we, someone like like Vieira would would, would be a seemingly really good buy, and I quite rightly doesn't have doesn't have to start from day one. He, he can build yeah. himself into the squad into the team. Um, I, I, I agree with John also about the the back four. I'm not convinced that Gomez and Van Dijk will come back. Um, certainly, they might come back, but whether they'd be 100% fit, I don't mm. know. We, we, and yeah. it's a risk, isn't it? So, I think we still need a, another centre half. So, if that means that yeah. we, we keep holding Kabak for a bit longer, um, it sounds like a risk we're taking, to be honest with you, because he, yeah. he did okay. Uh, it was a shame that he he, he, he he got injured just towards the end himself, because I think he mm. would have been alongside that um, one of the other back, to, uh, back, back central defenders then. Yeah, there's there's no frenzy like a transfer window frenzy, is there, Steph? And I think you know Liverpool fans are really uh, past masters at this. They seem to, I think someone wrote in the Echo this week that you know they seem to celebrate transfers or or lack of transfers uh, the same way they they celebrate winning the league, you know, because Liverpool's got this massive social media Twitter following and that. But have you been scouring YouTube? For um, potential buyers, I mean, there was another one we've been listed with uh, Gravenberg from Ajax. I think that's the right pronunciation, but he, he looks mustard as well on YouTube. He played against us, didn't he? I think, Sorry? Um, 
in both um yeah. he played against us in both legs of the yeah. um so Klopp will know what he's like yeah yeah um I don't know anything really about Vieira um and I know he hasn't all I know is he hasn't played very much so I haven't but I mean he's got a good really, name he's got a good name hasn't he he has <laughs> yeah, but, um, you've got. I always kind of think you've got to trust anybody who might be coming from Ajax because they're they're kind of going to know how to play from the start, aren't they? You know, they've got a great academy and kind of a bit like us. Um, you know, kind of want to play it. This, you know, play a certain way. Yeah. But, um, it is crazy the way I can remember. I think it was after we won the Champions League. Um. Yeah, it could, like, you know, two years ago in Madrid and kind of that night being in a bar and hearing people talk about who we're going to sign next and if we just get this. <laughs> and you think, hey, you know, it's just <laughs> mental, absolutely yeah, mental. Yeah. And, um, and I agree with John. I think Liverpool will know exactly who they want already. Yeah. Um, they've got a, good, they've got a great track record in recent years, haven't they? You know, there's a yeah, few exceptions, it, but, you know, it's... They do research, don't they? And they, they tend to come up with the goods. I mean, I remember Mane coming and everyone's thinking, you know, why Mane? He was getting a lot of criticism, wasn't he, for signing Mane? Salah was um, the same. Reading, was yeah, reading when he came and um, some somebody was saying that they knew somebody, you know, they knew a Southampton fan. And um, they were saying, he's all right, but he's really inconsistent. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's that, isn't it? You don't... It was a bit like, well, who's this? And... It's just um, where mm. they have, you know, they knew Klopp knew we wanted him, and um, yeah, and got him. John, where do you think we need to strengthen? Essential, you know. Uh, obviously, I think with um, if Quebec goes and and Ronaldo, they're givens, aren't they? But is there anywhere else you think we need strengthen? Yeah, that's yeah. some. I think up front, you know, I know we've got Jota, and I know we lost him for half of the time. We've got him um, with injury. Um, but I do wonder sometimes the front three, we just need to freshen them up, you know, sometimes and, and maybe even just have an alternative. Um, do you think Menemino's you know, out the question? Do you think he's out the question? Or he'll be coming back, surely, won't he? Yeah, you, you know, expect that he's gone really and he's, and he's not coming back. Um, there is a question mark about Harvey Elliott, like whether he would come back and be part of the squad, you know, and and stay. Uh, or do they see him as um, maybe going somewhere else um, for a year? You know, Harry, Harry Kane, I think, went to about three or four different clubs, didn't he, on loan? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, it, and, he, and it blossomed for him in the end. Um, so you don't know whether he would do that with Arvielis or, or do you see him as being able to, now he's had a year of experience or a season, that he might give us something um you know, uh, even though he's a young lad still, well, a very young lad, really, isn't he? So, so I think depending upon, I don't see Rigi doing it. Is is I guess my point. You know, no. um, I think he's had more than, the, 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 you know, he's had more than enough chances. I think to come yeah, and change things, and 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 he hasn't he hasn't done it for me. He scored key goals at key times, great, yeah, but consistency wise, he's never really. Um, Done it for me, like oh. so. So, so perhaps yeah, to be, uh, to be fair to him, he hasn't had that run of games, has he? You know, but I suppose that's be, he hasn't had that run of games because when he's come on, he hasn't he hasn't done it. You know, he hasn't showed enough, and no. you know, consistently. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, we were linked with uh, Ben White from Brighton. Is that someone who'd uh, interest you, John? Um, I don't know. He'd gone to Leeds as well, hadn't he? And played played well for Leeds, and he wasn't yeah. wasn't he there as well? Um, so so possibly, but you know it. Pff. I, I don't really know. And who knows? Yeah, on, on all the speculation, generally, when they name this player, that player, new player, I, I never take any notice anymore. I haven't done for yeah. years now. Yeah. Even when they've signed them, you know. Yeah. Then, I, I, then, I'll look then into you them start doing your research. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't sort of waste time otherwise because you don't know whether you're following something that is genuine, and and you would wonder why you knew about it because the club certainly wouldn't be uh, putting it yeah. out there. Um, or whether you're just following it because someone on Twitter thinks it's yeah he's a good yeah. player. Alele Rouge on the Blood Red Channel. Joe, in terms of we've got, uh, I read somewhere we have um, one of the friendlies lined up is with uh, a team from uh, Glasgow called Rangers who happens to happen to be uh, managed by an ex-player. Have you got any information on that as chair of the SOS? Is that happening or is that just speculation or what? I've certainly got no information as chair of SOS. I've only, <laughs> I've only seen the speculation about it. Um, Do you yeah, think that's what the Liverpool think that's what the Liverpool visitor economy has been uh, hoping for? A visit <laughs> by Rangers? Yeah, Concert Square would be lively, wouldn't it? Um, I don't know. That's, you know yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be a massive game, wouldn't it? Um, you know, it feels feels a bit odd that in the middle of a, a COVID crisis that we'd be yeah. um, having these conversations about Rangers coming to play against us, and Scotland seems to be even tighter on their rules than we are. To be quite yeah. frank, so uh, you know, it does seem a bit wild to, to consider that. I think if you if we were in normal circumstances with fifty four thousand. Match going fans, it'd be a great experience and a, a cracking sort of friendly, particularly with Gerard coming back. Um, I, I would have to question the timing of it, I must admit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be, they were, they were talking about maybe the end of July, but I mean, in terms of it'd only be a, it wouldn't be a full house then, would it? It'd still be limited yeah. capacity, wouldn't it? I would have thought so. I, I, I certainly can't see that one being the start of uh, the full games back, but I mean, I, yeah, just. It just seems inconceivable anyway to have, um, you know, what what would they have? Maybe the whole of the Annie Road, what, maybe what, nine, ten thousand? Well, they bring more than that, don't they? Uh, yeah. You know, so it's it just, I just think it just feels unmanageable. I, I, yeah. I think you're in a the public health situation. Yeah. But, in uh, terms of, in terms of next season, though, in terms of, you know, the new technology and all that, what would you, has there been any hints of how many, I mean, we, we had 10,000 in for, Last game of the season, Crystal Palace. Has been any hints of there's going to be half capacity in in August or September or or foot, near two thirds or what? Does anyone know, or is it still all speculation? Yeah, speculation. I mean, they're, 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 they are planning for a full house. That's, that's their assumption at this moment in time. Um, right. But but at the same time, um, I know that they were concerned about. It. I think up until. Monday, Tuesday, they hadn't confirmed how many they're going to allow into Wembley for the for the for the game this weekend. I think they've announced that now, haven't they? But, but I think it's everything yeah. seems to be last minute. Yeah. Um, so yeah. so I think whilst we might all be planning for fifty four on the whatever the first game is in August, um, 
I think we've got to be realistic and say that it might be some, some, something somewhere less than that. And we'll have the same stories about members and yeah. season ticket holders and everything else, and uh, and who can fly in. And of course, that's the other the other thing is a lot of our fans are travel to, to, yeah, to yeah, home yeah. games. Um, so you know, where does that leave then? So yeah, I think I think a bit like the transfer situation. I think we'll just let it understand it to be fluid at this moment in time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steph, there's been speculation also about the Anfield Road extension. Um, now, I would have thought it would have been best to have tried to have done that while there was no crowds in, in, in the ground, but no, they're going to wait till the crowds come back. But, you know, your family home was just by Anfield Road, wasn't it? Have you seen, yeah. any, pla- have you seen any plans? I know you don't live there now, but have you seen any plans for that? No, I haven't. Um, I was there just last week, actually, and so, you know, like, nothing's come through because when those things do start, you always get um, letters and stuff through the door, but no, nothing is yet. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what it does, um, you know, kind of what the, I mean, the disruption will be the disruption, but once it's done, how it will affect the rest of the area because the area still needs, you know, obviously. Um, it's, something, it's something that people have been asking for for years, though, hasn't it? Increase the capacity because the demand is so, you know, it's so big, isn't it? You know? I don't have a problem with that, and I think they should because the ground's there; it's not moving. And I think if you live around there, you kind of accept that. You know, I mean, I grew up around the ground, so I kind of, I've always known it's not easy to park your car on a Saturday, or if you know, there's going to be like kind Did of you- people and. And all that, but um, did you have the uh, traffic cones and the ladders out back in the day? We used to have a bench, kitchen bench, <laughs> with the to sit on, waiting for my dad to come in. <laughs> um, John, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think it's we, you know, we should have it. Yeah, we need yeah. it, don't we? And it will only bring kind of in more people, I think, to the area. It's kind of managing um, the infrastructure around it needs to. Um, that's what really needs looking at and managing yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, John, there's going to be um, a vote in the next few days, isn't it, uh, for the SOS, the proposal that uh, Joe and the team um, arranged with Liverpool FC. Can you shed any light on that? Is there any... Yeah, all of the um, SOS membership will be getting an email. Um, yeah. Possibly possibly starts tomorrow but um say maybe the next day or two and it'll just point them to um a link to follow and they'll be given a question um regarding future um sos engagement with the club um and it'd be quite simple yes or no to them basically just just for them to say whether they agree with the uh, recommendation from the sos management committee to to, to proceed and, and, and go ahead yeah. um, okay. with the engagement with LFC and uh, move towards the establishment of the supporters board and official recognition of such by, by the club. Brilliant. And there won't be anything on the form that fans can suggest uh, transfer targets. Joe, there was, um, I mean, obviously... It was a few weeks ago now you were in discussions with the club but, and then the, the vote's going to take place now because it's done by uh, a company that, 
you know, a lot of people use in terms of security. Um, it's, it seems a few weeks ago now, doesn't it? I mean, is it still fresh in your memory and you still think, are these clubs still in contact? I mean, has, the, has anyone been in touch with you over? Do you think it's a good idea if we play Rangers or not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not over that, they haven't, no. Uh, no, they have been in contact, to be fair, and I, and I think um, we had a conversation with them last week, which... Which I think was a different conversation than we'd had with them previously, to be honest with you. So I think I think their expectation is that um, we can move forward. Uh, that's certainly what they're hoping for. Um, so if the vote goes the right way in terms of support for it, then I think they're ready, uh, willing, and able to, to to participate in those discussions. Um, yeah, it, it is definitely much fresh in my memory. Um, you know, there there were some very significant dark days, weren't they? You know, sort of it. There's almost that sort of lead fixture. You think, uh, how on earth did we get through the game? Because I think you just wanted to. It's the last thing you wanted to do on that Monday night, wasn't it? Was watch Liverpool play. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think for a lot of people, I think for a lot of people, they're saying, "That's it. I'm not giving you a yeah, yeah, giving that ticket up." You know. No, absolutely. Um, I know a lot of people certainly weren't renewing at that point in time. Without any shadow of doubt, and yeah, and I think you know, FSG have. have I've responded positively, and I think that's that's the most important thing. And um, just about maybe of interest to to, to listeners is that there was a this is part of the fan led review. Um, Spirit of Shankly will be meeting with Tracy Crouch and the panel on Monday, um, and there's also a Premier League. Um, so she'll be meeting with all the other uh, 19 clubs as well on, on on Monday evening. But we had a yeah. kind of a we had a pre meeting about that last night. Um, and it was staggering, really, just in terms of um, where some other clubs are. Um, they're not even a first base uh, in terms of their engagement with, with, with their club ownership. Um, and I think, you know, what we've got on offer now is something that is is, is, is a template for others. Yeah. The, 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 the interest in particularly the Articles of Association, getting it written into the the, the, the club psyche, not just the ownership. Um, yeah. Was 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 mind blowing to watch. Dude. It was like I was getting texts all the time saying, "Can we talk to you about this? Can we talk to you about this?" Um, so th- 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 there's definitely something within that that I think that we can see uh, a, a, a different way of being, being being having access to the board rather than just being a board member where you where, where your voice might be lost, but also yeah. you might be a personal risk. So so I think I think that that that, that sounds good. And the fan led review, hopefully, which will report. Uh, in the beginning of July, um, will I think have a, have a lot of facets of the, of the Liverpool model, really? Yeah, oh, great. That sound that sounds great. So if you are an SOS member, you'll be getting um, an email in the next few days, and you'll be able to vote on that proposal. You've been listening to Ali Rouge. I'd like to thank uh, the chair of Spirits of Shanky, Joe Blot, um, John Nicholson, regular guest who hasn't been rested, and uh, Steph Jones, who's been on before. Uh, thanks, thanks everyone, for listening. Thanks for all your feedback on social media. And we, well, I'm looking forward to, forward to the Euros, certainly am, and I you know, can't wait to see Thiago play again. And I'd like to see yes, Robertson do well as well. I mean, all Liverpool players, you want to see them do well. Um, it's just that we're praying, fingers crossed, we, we don't get any more injuries. That's it. Thanks very much for listening. Allez, LaRouge. See you in a couple of weeks. 
You've been listening to the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel.